Thank you for downloading the podcast of the local paper review with a Romford recorder and Time 107.5. It's time for our local paper review where we get to chat through some of the local news stories that have been in the papers. Joined, joining me today to uh, delve into these papery uh, goodness things, I am joined by Chris Carter and Emma Lake from the Romford recorder. And also, well, hello to you two, first of all. Hi. Hello, Steve. Hi, everybody. That's, I love how you almost timed that right. You should do that. You know, like when, when any small, annoying pop group gets interviewed... And then they all, they've trained themselves to in unison kind of go, hey, we're bewitched, blah, blah, blah. Um, we should get you, we should practice that off air. Okay. In fact, we could, I reckon you've got the natural sense. I think we have. So here we go. So uh, hello to both of you. Hi, Hi Steve. Steve. Brilliant. Look at this. Oh, it's the future. Uh, and not, <laughs> you high-fived as well. Um, and also we are kind of joined, but not really joined, but I want to do a wave to, do you want to tell us who else is in the room, Chris? That's my son, Toby. Hello, Toby. Hi. There you go. Why Why have you you travelling around with your, your son? Protection. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Just um, in Romford today, so a bit oh. of protection. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you'd like to send letters of complaints, uh, tra- track Chris down on Twitter. Um, right. So uh, let's delve into the, the news stories. What's story number one? Uh, story number one is the Rumford Recorder front page out today. Uh, it's a stark warning from police um, after we've had several cases of uh, so-called drifters uh, meeting up at um, the industrial estate in Ferry Road, Raynham, okay. late at night. What's a drifter? A drifter is a... Um, 60s uh, song group. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. A little bit old to be out at night, aren't they? <laughs> So what, what do drifters um, do? Drifters are boy racers, for want of a better term, um, yeah. who, I can explain what they do. They um, meet up and they go round the roundabout and as you go round, lock your steering wheel, pull up your handbrake and skid round. All right, so they don't, I was thinking speed. they might they might go to to the movies on a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> the, when, they're, when they're girls smiling. Or, I mean, you probably find them. They might the, do that too. Do you find them up on the roof? <laughs> I've just searched. I've just searched. Oh. Thing. Um, did you ever see the film Fast and the Furious 2 or 3, Tokyo Drift? I haven't seen any of them. It sounds to me you're describing that kind of thing yeah. where you you lose some sort of, uh, you don't have like direct grip, mm. but the speed of the wheel means you can control the thing. Yes. There's some physics so, involved in this, Steve. I can uh, see why. That's why. Is that why you went to see the film? It can't be for the cars, surely. That's true. It's all about the uh, the physics. That's some, that's some angular momentum right there. Yep. That's some good equations. <laughs> so these... So you're right. They are inspired by uh, Fast and Furious. Um, I'm not sure about the control side of it. Uh, police have said um, that diesel and water has been sprayed, so I'm not sure how much control you have of your car while you're skidding around on that. Right. Oh, so they spray it on there to make it more of a slippery surface. Mm, yeah. That's... But the thing is, we've got hundreds of people who are coming to watch this happen. Right. So police are saying this is an accident waiting to happen. It is, isn't it? I mean, I suppose, just to try... And I already agree with the police. You know what I'm like with cars. Why do you need more than and 32 rules. miles an hour? I love rules. But then, once a year, there'll be a bunch of people in Gloucester who chase a wheel of cheese down a hill... And it always, always people get injured. Broken arms, broken legs. Two or three years ago, I remember reading about it, and my favourite injury was someone broke a leg, and they were just stood watching it. <laughs> Their leg was broken when someone landed on them. So, you know, there's lessons to be learned. It's that kind of drifting with cheese or something, is yeah, that what that is? Fast and the That's what they do in Gloucester, is it? Cheesy drift. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if they're allowed to do that, if they're allowed to run down a hill, guaranteed to cause injuries... Then why should we not let these uh, drifters? Do Are you a saying bit that we should just let stupid people get on with what they're going to do and deal with the consequences? Well, as long as they're the ones dealing with the consequences, if stupid people are taking themselves out of the evolutionary pool, 
who who loses? <laughs> Chris, let's throw that question to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Good point. Well. I think it's all about antisocial behaviour, isn't it? It's not just... Um, I don't think it just affects the people that are watching. Also, there's, you know, there's... I think there's housing fairly near, and that, and obviously uh, they leave quite a... They leave a trail of debris afterwards. There's crash cars and rooted, uprooted trees, apparently. So Ooh. so it does sound pretty antisocial, and... I suppose you don't get an uprooted tree on a, a cheese wheel roll, mm, unless well, the guy chasing it is massive. Yeah, true. Or a big bit of cheese. True, true. Yeah, uh, antisocial. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know about you, but I often see a a lot of these sort of souped-up cars at the the, the traffic lights, and it just sort of you know make your blood boil a little bit. I don't know. Really? Yeah, a little bit. I don't. Explain the blood boiling thing. You're, when you're, you're angry, you were saying the other week about, and you were saying just now about how yeah. you can't see the point in yeah. any car being able to do over seventy mile an hour. Well, I kind of can't see the, a lot of the point of what they're doing to these cars. Really oh, interesting, you because know, often you hear them coming or you hear them going, um, but they're not sort of going very fast. They're yeah. making loads of noise, but but they're not really going yeah. that fast. So I. You know, if they if they really were fast, then well, maybe I could see that. Obviously, you wouldn't, but yeah, we're totally on the opposite side of this because I don't see the point of what you don't need to do more than ninety, right? So you've got a bit of overtaking. Oh, ninety! Room. I thought it was seventy. Well, it should be seventy, but you've got to have some overtaking give. You've got to have a standard deviation. You've got to have two standard deviations either side of the mean. Don't get me started. Um, but I don't. I think a fast uh, acceleration. I can see the point in that. As long as you're accelerating up yeah. to the speed limit. But what I'm saying is, is that they don't really have fast acceleration. I think mainly because they put so much bling on the car that ah. it's so heavy that it can barely move. I think that's that's my view. Yeah. I'm sure Toby would probably have a different view. But I don't know. He's young. But I don't know. They just they just. Well, I suppose it's the old pimp my car thing, isn't it? You it's know. I suppose. If, yeah. yeah it's, I suppose it's nice. You know, people they, they, you know, get the chrome buffed up and all that sort of thing and make it look so that's okay but then again check in with our younger person correspondent emma do they have chrome on these cars these days i have no idea i think that might have been the matte car is quite big at the minute isn't it right there we go uh well there you go i think chrome might have been back in the 50s when uh (laughs) is this what this was well chris has been watching greece (laughs) (laughs) some of these people like 50s cars and 50s you know i don't know maybe maybe i've got the wrong kind of people but i would have thought if you're going to pimp your car up the last thing you want to do is crash it around the ferry lane roundabout yeah i think you're right it's it is it's not about speed it is about status isn't it whether it's the group of friends or you know to to attract a mate or whatever it all goes back down to that rubbish piece of uh desmond analysis but so what do we do to stop it well the police are saying that they don't have the resources to um to really sort of to, to to stop it I guess with Although, hundreds I, if any of, of these boys race, boy races, by the way, parked for about three seconds on the wrong line, they'd have the resources to check them <laughs> yeah. out then. So maybe we just need to get young people to park badly. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure what they can do, actually, you know, because um, obviously there is some illegal, illegality about it. But yeah. but in general, do we want the police? Uh, I, I guess what you were saying before is, that, you know, if they're not really causing any problem to anyone else, if they're just sort of out... In, in the stick somewhere and doing, you know, and, and, and doing what they're doing, making lots of noise, leaving lots of debris and destruction, yeah. then should we? Should the police be too worried about it? I, I mean, I, I'm not sure I agree with that. But the noise is the problem, isn't it? If people live nearby, noise is something that we yeah. we can't it's really. It's quite like. a remote place, but I think what 
we found what Chloe Ferrand, the um, reporter who wrote this, found was that um, there was a suggestion that previously these events were held in Lakeside and there was a crackdown there and then they moved to Raynham. And I think it's going to be a case of you crack down here, they're going to move on and do it somewhere else. Yeah, they are mobile because they've all got cars. They've all got cars. Well, actually, do it. I've heard they, they also do it around the M25 late at night. Really? I mean, I, I, occasionally. Did the whole way around the M25? <laughs> the bit that goes in the junction five, it's quite a bend, that isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at times I've been sort of on the M25 late, and you've been passed at a sort of a very high speed by some some of these sort of souped up cars. Right. So, so I think it happens in a lot of places, but this seems to be the latest um, venue that they've chosen, and um, it is concerning because at the end of the day, if if one of them, if they do kill someone as an onlooker, that's you know. Yeah. That's a tragedy, whatever's whatever the situation. Yeah, it just seems harsh that it's the police that have the responsibility of stopping the people who are willingly turning up to a dangerous event being injured by people who are willingly partaking in a dangerous event. Where are you going with of, this there's thing? a level of consent in there, isn't it? That there, there are there, you know, as me as a if I get burgled, I want a policeman around my house because my house is being burgled. I don't want a policeman being busy helping out someone who has voluntarily gone to a dangerous thing. Which is dangerous because people are volunteering to do dangerous things. Hmm. Huh? Look at that. The whole whole sentence did not say stupid again at any point. <laughs> I think it's all implied. Um, okay, so there's no solution on that one. No. Happy times. Um, right, so what's story number two on the way? Well, are you a level 42 fan, Steve? Contractually obliged to say yes. Okay, well, we'll be talking about one next. We are doing the local paper review with Chris Carter and Emma Lake from the Run for Recorder. And I, yeah, I should point out, we did, during the song there, when Megan was doing whatever she was doing, uh, we searched for the Fast and Furious films. Just to give the information, it is Fast and Furious 3, which is the Tokyo Drift one. Uh, it's a, a, an interesting romp about how a man feels like he can't really achieve much in life and then he learns how to drift and then he wins a race. So that's good. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. Um, and then uh, we, we did find out the Fast and Furious 8th film. There's a picture of Vin Diesel driving a car that's got some chrome on it. Chris, I am wrong. There you go. I, I, I feel embarrassed now. It's not bad considering I've never seen the Fast and Furious <laughs> film, isn't it? So. I think, you know, if you get my brief synopsis of a man feels like he can't do something but wins a race, it's pretty much all of them. <laughs> Apart from, is it, which, let's go to our young, even younger person correspondent, no offence, Emma. The, uh, which is the one where they, the, the aeroplane thing? This is uh, Chris's son, Toby. That's not helpful. There's a a massive chase at the end as a plane's trying to take off and they chase it with cars. Is it six? Six. I I think it's the sixth one. The the, the chase on this runway goes on for, it's about 15 minutes of the film. How long (laughs) would a runway have to be? You wouldn't have to build another one at Heathrow if we had one of those bad boys. Anyway, we're off topic. Let's get into story number three. What's in the papers? Story number two. Story number two. I'm ahead of myself. You're ahead of yourself. Story story number two, Tokyo Drift. You've thrown me there. Story number two um, is the page three of the Rant for Recorder this week, and it's about Julian Hall, who um, has been going to see Level 42 since 1981, when they were first um, sort of in vogue, as okay. I say. Yeah. And he's now seen them 58 times. Wow. I mean, that's quite... It's putting the attic into fanatic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but... They're okay, level 42. They're sort of my era in yeah. that, that, those, those days. Emma, do you get down with a bit of um, level 42? Never heard a level 42 song. <gasps> Hang on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's do that again. You've, say, that, say that again out loud. I've never heard a level 42 song. 
I am audibly shocked. Um, so you don't know it's right. Hang on. Do you not know? Uh, for example, <clears throat> do you know that song? No. Have a guess what it is. I'm guessing it's level 42. <laughs> You're right, it's level 42. Well done. So Running in the Family, that's the most famous yeah, one, isn't it? Running in the Family. I can't think of any others, but right. I'm sure Julian could. I bet, he, he could. He... I bet he could list... Lessons in Love. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I just can't remember them. I'll play more when you try to get through the story. Carry it's up. quite it's quite a good story, actually, because um, he saw an advert in the recorder for a gig at Redbridge Technical College, as it was then, oh, yeah. and he decided to go. And he said, and uh, he said that he reckoned that most people were there only because it was a college and there were cheap pints. So, oh, really? So <laughs> he didn't. Harsh. Well, uh, I think well, basically what he said, he didn't really know much about Level Forty Two. I think he'd heard one of their songs, so he yeah. just thought, well, you know, cheap pints and it's a bit of music, so let's go. Which songs do you reckon you heard? Do you reckon it was? The sun goes down. Is it that one? I don't know. know. We need to ask Julian, don't we? That's a lot, though. I mean, if you're a fan of something, you see something ten times, but getting on for 60, that's that's an awful... I mean, it's going to be... Come closer. It's going to be roughly the same show every time, isn't it? I was going to say, it would be quite repetitive, one would think, but they've been going a long time, so maybe they've got lots of new music. I mean, I haven't heard anything new from Level 42 for about 30... <laughs> Six <Yeah>. years. <laughs> when was it that they did the Chinese way? Even I've never heard that one. That's probably about. That's probably late eighties. I'd oh, say. Like you getting down with it? Yeah. So this. Um. This is it. Too much though. When someone likes something this much, I suppose. If I was defending a, a, a drifter because they're not harming anyone else other than themselves, there's nothing wrong with being a level forty-two fan. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think. I mean, you know, obviously Julian likes it. And also his wife goes along as well, I think. Apparently when they went to uh, a gig in Belgium, uh, Mark King, who's the bass player and leader of the band, dedicated a song to Julian and his wife. Oh, that's nice. This, and is, where he I, says, this is where I think he's quite clever, because if you're going to be a fanatic, be a fanatic for a band that don't have maybe a huge amount of fans, like a Directioner, they would bloody love it if someone dedicated a song for them. <laughs> Yeah, you so need, you mean you there's too to, many, yeah, yeah, too many One Direction fans. You want to be a big fish yeah. in a small pond. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> nice. Plan. That's why. I mean, just this week I played a song by Snow. You know, remember Informer? So exactly. I mean, I don't think anyone else is a big fan of Snow these days. Why is that guy not uh, sending me a message? And do you get uh, this kind of fandom at your gig, Steve? Um, I've, I've had yeah well on the Tuesday night gig there's there's a couple who come along every so often just to show you how rock and roll my career is every Tuesday I do this topical showdown in uh, in Waterloo and about once a month this couple come along it's um, Howard and oh, I can't remember her name I think it's Julie and they retired years ago right so they're they're rapidly heading towards their 70s <laughs> and they come out if they're listening I apologise maybe you're in your early 60s uh, and they come out and they love our show Isn't, wasn't there someone in was it ever decreasing circles do you, do you remember those there was a couple there who, who were cardigans wasn't weren't they Howard and something it might, it's not it, the same ones it could uh, based on yeah maybe that was based on a true story because um, yeah, <laughs> these, these pensioners come and see our show so yeah I do get an element of fandom <laughs> couple of pensioners who have literally nothing else to do. And how many times have they seen you? Is it, is it coming up for 58 times? No, but it's it's heading in towards double figures, which even I think that's too much to see. Mm. I get mm. sick of my own jokes. You kind of wonder, don't you, that if you see someone that often, is it a punishment or is it... <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Yeah, it'd be a punishment but, uh, if you had to sit there listening to... 
Oh, it's a bit of Mark King slap bass, is that? Love games, apparently. You don't want to know what I was Googling for when I found that. So, <laughs> um, lovely. All right, so what's story number three on the way? Story number three on the way is about sheep pigs. Sheep pigs. One more time from the top. Sheep pigs. Our local paper review, where we have a look at what's in the paper. I'm joined by um, Chris Carter and Emma Lake from the Romford Recorder. And Toby, is, uh, is, what is it you do, by the way? Uh, I'm a student. Okay, um, so nothing, the correct answer. Yeah. Oh, scathing. That's what it is. Uh, no, pleasure to have you along here. Um, so let's, let's dip into story number three. Story number three is about uh, some new inhabitants in Chadwell Heath. Okay. They've got willy backs, snout-like faces... And they look like something from a children's illustration. illustration. I think I spotted her on Tinder. I think I've been to that pub. <laughs> hey, there it is. <laughs> the you sheep set, pig. It settles up beautifully, by the way. Who wrote that one? Because that is a great way that to set is, it. That uh, is Phoebe Cook wrote this article. Bring more Phoebe Cook in the stories in. Barking and Dagenham Post. Love, uh, loving her anyway, words. yeah, invasion of the sheep pig in Chadwell Heath. So, what is a sheep pig? And how do I not know about this already? It can't be a thing, can it? I think it is a thing. I think they're an actual... Well, I think they're a technical breed, are they? So yeah, the that's, name that's was, not the technical term for them. Oh, I've got it here. I've it's got that, it. I've got it. It's a uh, Mangalica. Possibly not pronounced correctly. It's a sheep with a woolly coat. <laughs> originally crossbred... No, sorry. It's a pig with a woolly <laughs> coat. Then. Yeah. Pig with a woolly coat. Uh, it's originally crossbred in Hungary, and there are only 138 registered in the whole of the UK. I mean, I suppose it's a great invention for, for farming societies. In very cold places. Yeah. yeah. You get the wool, and instead yeah. of only being able to eat it, because no one likes yeah. mutton, let's be honest, it's just, you know, let's address the elephant in the room. No one likes mutton. Everyone likes a little bit of ham. Not everyone. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> especially not what's happened over the last 24 hours. Oh, going to get suspended. Um, so, the, so they're a pig, and they're furry pigs. Why are furry pigs happening over here, then? It's woolly. It's not furry. It's woolly. Oh, woolly. Woolly. Yeah. As far as I'm aware. <laughs> Why would you, would you want a woolly pig? It's just the way they are, Steve. You know. Oh, so judgmental. Poor, poor, it seems like there's a huge there's a there's a mystery around them where they've come from. I reckon Hungary. I think might be where they were first. That's a long way to <laughs> to, to <laughs> run. Swim well, it? don't they? Gosh. <laughs> Took a while to dry out. Just looked like an old pig for a while, and then when it got humid, frizz kicked in. All of a sudden, you got yourself one of those. So, uh, Emma, would you have one of these as a pet? Are they pets? We don't know. There's a, it's mystery where they've come from. Oh, so what, are they living wild? Up. I don't know. I don't think they're living wild. A well, I suppose maybe pig. they are. Um, Someone's house in Chabal Heath. Yeah. How many are there? Was it nine or something? Uh, I think it's nine. They are quite the mystery. Quite I mean, a few is a mystery. The, the mystery of Chabal Heath, yeah. isn't it? I do love this quote. You wouldn't want them getting on the A13 and causing trouble. True. <laughs> quite right. I say that about a lot of people. I don't think it would make a lot of difference today, but it's not moving, <laughs> is it? They'd overtake you. Yeah. How annoying is that in traffic? I got over- overtaken by a woolly pig today. <laughs> Which seems like that's in that accent. Well, you've heard like of a sheep in wolf's clothing. Well, this is a pig in sheep's clothing. Pig in sheep's clothing, yeah. Right. So, I mean, this is an interesting interesting crossbreed, I guess. Not, not necessarily a crossbreed. Maybe it's just something in the genetics. It's actually good, because don't pigs suffer from uh, skin conditions? Yeah, they get sunburned, don't they? Yeah. So, instead of having to you know, slap a little bit of Factor 50 on a pig, which can't be a fun thing to do as a farmer. I know they do worse things. The well, number of wristwatches they must lose. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, one wants to, no one wants to be putting uh, that on a pig, do they? 
What, sun cream? Yeah. As you, as you say, I think there's a lot worse things farmers would have to do, surely, than, yeah. you know, things with bulls and things like that. that Beg pardon? <laughs> bulls. Okay. Um, the, so what's going to happen to the woolly, the woolly pigs? I, as I understand, I did get a, get a bit of an update from the Bark and Dagenham News Desk yeah. today, and um, they have found the owners, but it is a bit of a mystery, apparently. So, okay. Um, so I'd, what I say to listeners is obviously keep keep their eyes peeled on the Barking Dagenham Post next week, and there yeah. may well be um, an answer to that question. And I suppose we should also say, if you spot anything that looks like it's kind of porcine in nature with a little bit of uh, wool on it, Maybe report it to a local newspaper. Absolutely. We're always interested in these lovely animal stories, mm-hmm. and our readers love to read them. So the more, the merrier. Yeah. Or maybe a little phone call to David Cameron because <laughs> he's been cold recently. The, um, that's, yeah, do you reckon I get away with that? He's not mm. listening. That's good work. Um, brilliant. So, it's what, a bit busy at the moment. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> so what else have we got to plug? What's coming up in the world of uh, your very... Oh, actually, before we do, what page am I on? today and then we can talk about last week i think it i can't remember to be honest though i think it's something like 28 or something last week was 47 wasn't it yeah we nearly yeah. forgot you mm. that I was wasn't actually see emma was on holiday and um then you're allowed to stay i really don't you know obviously i'm not gonna uh blame anyone else but right. it wasn't my decision um I this thought, time i thought you're gonna say deprive the readers of those delightful 300 words well as i've said before steve it's a very big paper 47 is this week we have 168 pages of the run for recorder wow with all the supplements and there is two really good supplements this week there's one on the queen and her birthday oh, yeah. there's Happy also birthday, an excellent sports su- supplement on the cricket season which uh, surprisingly starting whether they'll ever play I don't know with the, okay. with the weather at the moment but yeah there's a really good supplement on that in this week's so 47 in an 168 page is early okay it's an early right Can you say that you're Felt. in the first third just <laughs> <laughs> maths over there um, so this week's one is something about people watching isn't it yeah that's what I did yeah people listening I think more wasn't yeah. it you see I was, I was reading it still oh thank you very much I do I do think that I, I spent a lot of time in coffee shops prepping the show the number of things I've overheard some great ones there actually yeah. Steve that you were talking about um, and my ge- I genuinely heard, and they, they might listen actually to this coffee shop in question because they've tracked me down on Twitter it's the one where I just get a black Americana and uh, I, I actually was sat next to this couple on a date and I tweeted loads about their date the one that I included in the, in the mm. paper was where because they were making idle chit chat and she was moaning about her friends the woman of the date was going yeah well my best friend she just spends all the time changing nappies and the bloke actually went oh is she a mum <laughs> why else would she, what? no she's got problems the uh, yeah so that's what I got up to what else is, is happening in the world of newspapers uh there's loads. Yeah. Loads, we hope. Sell it. Why would people buy a copy today? Diggerland. Diggerland competition. Big pardon? <laughs> <laughs> Diggerland, Diggerland competition. Diggerland. 168 pages. There's something for everyone. Big property section. Yeah. Two supplements. Loads of news. Loads of competitions. And Diggerland. off at fish, Fishy Biz. Fishy Biz. And, and we did find out that Fishy Biz sell fish. Not right. fish and chips. Not fish not and chips. Uncooked. Because no. yeah. if you, I mean, I'd still quite like you to turn up there and go, yeah, I'll have uh, cod and uh, <laughs> chips, please, and just see the look on their face. It's worth doing. 
just for the look of their face. Um, brilliant. Well, thank you very much for coming along. There'll be a podcast version of this available on the website, romforrecorder.co.uk. Uh, we will chat again next week. Thank you very much for Thanks coming a lot. In. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the local pay-per-review podcast. You can hear the next one live Fridays, 2pm on Time 107.5.